You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Thank you so much for staying with us. It's June, so we've dedicated um, every day to a young person in South Africa just trying to see the world around us through their lens. And today our guest is Lizette Boys. She's a graduate, very recently graduated at the University of the Western Cape. Uh, education graduate Lizette Boys received her honors degree in the most recent virtual graduation ceremony in April. I mean, things have changed somewhat. Uh, since last year, for instance, who would have known that she would have had a graduation, a virtual graduation? But she's bubbly. And one of the things that sets her apart, really, is that she also has these wonderful online um, lessons that she gives for free to students. And she teaches maths. And I just think it's absolutely wonderful. She's 29. She joins us now on the line. Lizette Boys, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi, thanks for the, the opportunity. Congratulations, first of all, on your recent con- uh, on your recent uh, graduation. Virtual it may have been, but um, congratulations nonetheless. Let's start there. Um, Thank ha- you so much. How different was it having a virtual graduation? Well, you know, I told myself that I'm lucky that I had undergraduate graduation, so I know what the experience is like. Yes. Um, so I'm I'm grateful that I could at least get the certificate. You know, it was very different. Definitely not the same. You couldn't dress up as yes. normal. You couldn't walk down. Um, you couldn't walk down. Huh? You couldn't walk on the stage <laughs> yes. after working so hard. Yes. But and now it just motivates me to continue. Let get the next degree so you can get that ceremony. Listen, you already boast 983. It could be more now since you last put this down. Subscribers with 10 mm. subscribers on your Facebook page. But your YouTube channel, it's, it's a lot of young people. And you are teaching Matt's Viskinder in Afrikaans online for free. Really something quite wonderful and something worth worth boasting about. How has that experience been, especially during this time when when so many children are not literally at school, especially for the past three months? Yeah, so I tried to make it the same like I would have done it when I had to be in class. I wanted kids to kind of get the experience and not feel like they're missing out on so much. They can't see my face. They can't see the board and how I'm teaching. So I wanted to give them that experience while being at home Mm -hmm. because I also had to assist them with the module that they're doing at home. So um, lockdown actually gave me a lot of time to do that. And so I'm very grateful for the time given to venture on this new thing. I imagine that most of them, this is a new experience for them, right? Yeah. How how are they receiving the virtual teaching experience? The kids love it. They really enjoy it. They say they watch it all over because they miss me. So they watch the videos (laughs) all the time. And then the parents also say, like, the kids really enjoy it. And they're so grateful that um, they can have assistance while being at home and doing the work. So, um so they love it, yeah. yeah. And I, I have more people watching than I thought would have watched in the first place. So now it's not just my learners, it's also kids from other schools. It's massive. So what grades yeah. are these, Lizette? It's for grade four to six. So, I mean, it's it's quite a big thing that you've taken on. I mean, I imagine you're a young person, so YouTube is, is sort of easy for you and it's kind of second nature. It's the kind of the culture that you understand. Um mm. The kids that come on the platform, how what are they saying, as, as much as it's a wonderful platform that you're using, what are they saying that they're experiencing as challenges at the moment? Because they also bring with them other challenges, don't they? 
Mm. Yeah, so the one challenging factor is definitely data. Yeah. Shame and they, they yeah. don't have data to access the videos. So what I've done is I've asked parents in my class to come to school and then I put it on a little stick for them so it's easier, you know, oh. you don't have to use. Yeah, so then they can they can watch it um, on the stick continuously and stream it all the time. Oh. In, I mean, instead of streaming it yes. and using data. Yes. But now it's unfortunate for other people because the people that need it the most in like the poorer communities, they are really having a hard time accessing online teaching Yo. as amazing as it is. Yeah, yeah so it's, that's the sad part about it. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about you. Why maths? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I always loved it and I always will. I think it just comes easy to me. Yes. Um, it's one of the subjects, you know, you just throw into that one subject in school. Yes. That's what it's for me, you know. Um, on school, I would tutor kids after school also. We would have group study sessions. So it, it came naturally for me to become a maths teacher almost. And... Um, my teacher said, you know what, you should start tutoring. Why don't you tutor after school? Why don't you tutor as soon as you start studying? And I did that. And every time I fall in love with it, because every time I see how I can teach something in a different or better way, and mm. it, it excites me. I love, love explaining it to kids. I love seeing them understand the work, getting excited with me. So it's, it's a great way to share it now on YouTube as well. So now more people are able to see you know, fun ways of teaching. I, I was going to ask you if you got it from a teacher. Is it is it a teacher that instilled that love or is was it just something that you naturally were drawn to? I think my math teachers just all became my favorite teachers because oh. I love the subject. <laughs> so like when they ask, who's your favorite teacher? It would be the teacher that's teaching me math regardless of who it is. So, um, but I had a lot of inspiring teachers on since primary school, high school, throughout. They were really nice people. And they would always inspire me in the direction of maths. Mm. Since, like, primary school, really. I remember my grade 7 teacher wrote um, from a mathematical perspective, I know that you go to reach out one day. I always remember that. Yeah. You know, you're a teacher anyway at Western School in Mitchell's Plain. You know, you you have that dynamic as well. During this COVID period, what what mm. challenges do you see around your community as well? So the school has become, it's not just a place for kids to come to learn. So yeah. they come to school for various reasons, to socialize with their friends, to play around. They come, a lot of them come for the food also. So... A big challenge in our community at the moment is definitely poverty and the fact that so many parents have lost their jobs. So now kids are left starving because they can't come to school to collect food. Um, They come once a week, which is, I mean, it's not as efficient as it would have been if they would have been at school. Mm. Um, And we also have some kids that are now working to help their parents. Um, assist with the financial difficulty at home, which is so sad because now we have dropouts. Oh. Kids are falling into gangsterism, and that's something that we don't want because that is a community that they, they live in, mm. and they're surrounded by youths that are going through these things. So it's sad to see that, and that is the part that I fear when I go back to school. Are all my kids okay? Are they all going to come back to class? Yeah. I was going to actually ask you that question, that the anxiety now would be having been accustomed to another kind of lifestyle, would they be keen to come back to school? That's the big question. Yeah. um, So we did a little survey with our kids, and I think half of my class is coming back. But the other half is saying they 
the parents aren't very comfortable sharing, um, sending the kids back to school because of the situation at the moment, which is, you know, we understand that. Mm. But now I'm just a little bit worried what's going to happen to them. Are yeah. they going to be learning? Are they going to be up to, up to yeah. date with the work that we're doing in class? Yeah. And and it's hard. It's hard for you to monitor that because you don't get to see them. You know, sometimes that proximity gives you a sense, even if the child doesn't tell you that something is wrong or something happened last night or, you know, this yeah. child is not the same. When you can't see yeah. them, you can't even pick that up yourself. Yeah. And I mean, like some concepts in maths, it's you want to be there to show the child what is going on. You want to practically show, like, for example, if you have to use a protractor, I want to show you how to keep it in your hand. Mm-hmm. And that's type of things that the parents don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to teach you to use a ruler even, something as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And those are things, very important skills that the kids are now missing out on that they have to now learn next year or whenever they come back to school. Lizette, tell me about personally for you, your your biggest concern now. As a teacher, you are now the frontline worker. You still do you still go into the off you still go to the school? Yeah, so we've been going back to school since the twenty fifth of May. I must say when we started out I was it was a scary situation. We were fearing for our lives. But then the more I came to school the more um comfortable I started feeling because I mean we have everything in place we're really trying our best to to stay safe and to be prepared you know so we are very prepared as prepared as can be so now i'm feeling a little bit more calm Mm -hmm. um the new wave of stress is going to come in when the kids come back which is next month so it's it's scary but i'm preparing my class in for social distancing and everything i fear teaching with a mask on because I, oh. I I can't really project very well yeah. already. So now having a mask on, how am I going to do this? I'm thinking of, should I buy myself a mic? What's going to happen? <laughs> Can they be able to hear me? Oh, Listen, so Lizette, really, I tell I'm you what, really. if, if it's a mic you need, tell us. Just reach out. That I'm sure we can organize. If, if, it's, a, if it's a microphone you're going to need, I'm sure we can organize a microphone if, if it makes yeah. it a little bit easier for you. It could probably make it easier, yeah. It's also not being able to see their faces though, Lizette. Yeah, and I mean, I you like know, to in the mask, in, in that mask. Yeah, I like to joke around in class and now I won't even be able to see if they're laughing. Yes. And if they laugh, it makes me feel good because my joke is funny and they're the only ones that would laugh. <laughs> People don't even think I'm funny. Now I can't even see if you're laughing. So I must just look at your eyes and hope that there is a smile behind the mask or something. It's going to be interesting when we go back. I'll, I'll see how it is. Did you, did you ever meet the kids? I mean, have you ever had contact with them before the, the, the school holidays? No. They so haven't come back after, since? After term one, they went um, on the holiday and they've been on holiday ever since. Sure. But I, I asked parents to send me pictures of them and I, I video call some of them just to see their faces. But I mean, that is not the same as seeing them in class. Yes, so, and, and, yeah. and also you, you won't be able to hug them, Lisette, when they come back. I mean, it's yes. just... And I mean, primary school kids, that's yeah, the one yeah. thing they want. They yeah. stand in a line yes. of the school. They all want hugs. How am I going to say no? Even um, <laughs> at the end of term one, when we gave them the reports mm. and they wanted to hug, and at the yes. time it was the beginning of COVID. Oh. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I can't. And oh. that was terrible. Oh. So um, I just had to have them know, say bye. It's 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 you take home with you so many of these children's lives with you. 
Tell mm. me how, how that affects your personal life. Because we've been talking a lot about the children and your career, but I'm, I'm interested also as 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 an as an individual, you're still a young person. Um, mm. How that that I don't know if it's called a burden, but there is you take with you their lives when you go home, mm. and and I think you don't quite leave it behind. No, you can't. You know um, that's one thing I was never prepared for. I was never ready to be a, a psychologist, basically. Mm. They share so much with you. They become comfortable with you. And I mean, teaching is about building relationships with the learners. You want to get to know them. So you do get to know them intensely. They share things with you. And it takes a while for them to um, confide in you. And when they do, you can't help but wonder, are you okay? Like these for those reasons that I'm worried about those that are at home that I know mm. their parents are not working, mm. they live with their grandparents, are they eating? Mm. You know, those are the kids that you would give snacks for during the day because you know this is difficulty at home. What's happening to them? What are they doing? And also those parents, um, they don't have cell phones, so you can't, you're not in contact with them. Mm. Um, it's really difficult. And now we can't even go visit the children, so... All you can do is just pray and hope that they are okay. Mm. You, you are in a system that often gets so much criticism. South Africans, uh, many of them don't have much faith in the education education system. You are there in the midst of it. Your thoughts around the future of our education and maybe even where we are right now and, and maybe your concerns around that. So... They always say we must repeat kids for the fourth industrial revolution and yeah. you must be tech savvy and everything. And so, but I feel like the future is here. This is the time where we have to incorporate technology now. People always say, you know, you must start learning how to do it, the older teachers. But now is the most crucial time to learn and to start using technology. And I think that is where we're heading towards at the end of the day. This is the future. The YouTube channel is just the beginning of things that could go extremely technological in the future. So teachers should start thinking about digitalizing their lessons mm -hmm. and everything that they're doing in class. I mean, kids are two years old and they start using YouTube and they start watching videos on, on, on these cell phones and they can show their grandparents how to use their cell phones. So we can't be having a teacher standing in front of a board with chalk, that is not going to work. You need to start thinking differently. You need to start thinking the way the children of the day are thinking to get the attention and to keep them entertained throughout the lesson or the whole day, actually, if you're going to be with them the whole day. So teachers have to start um, adjusting their way of teaching to accommodate these kids. Yeah, and it's it's an interesting one, Lizette, because for the longest time we were we were told, you know, stay away from from um, digital media for children. It's not good for them. And now that's the only way now. And and so that narrative has had to very quickly be adjusted in our minds. And and all the things that we were told were frightening about, you know, allowing children too much screen time. Well, now screen is the life. Yeah, your education is not on your cell phone. So now, mom, I need my phone because I need data because I need to learn. Yes. <laughs> this is important now. But even on the cell phone, there are apps like Google Maps, for example. That is educational when it comes to geography. So you, you're using these apps and you are actually learning as you as you are on your cell phone. I mean, you, you speak about the future being here and now. Um, are, we, are we giving them enough 
and preparing them enough. And I think it, it, it needs all of us to adjust to what they, they can take in because I think children can sponge quite a lot. But do you feel that we are ready to shift with them as quickly as we need to? I think um, COVID really gave us the understanding of how important it is for us to move to digital and how in the inequalities now in education is so clear. Yeah. How some schools, it's easy for them to just move to digital platforms. And I think that they've been doing it. Some schools, the kids are working on tablets on a regular basis. They, they're used to it by now. Yeah. Whereas other schools, where the schools that I'm teaching at the public schools, we we don't kids don't know how tablets work. Even they they are not exposed to it as frequently. So now, you, it's a, a whole new adjustment for them. And unfortunately, we have to start helping our poorer communities to get to digital platforms to get to. Let's use. Um, Tablets, for example, why is the education system not moving in that direction more for our poorer communities? Because now we're missing out. We are missing out on learning because we don't have access to these things, because we, we don't have money. Yeah. And that is very unfortunate. Lizette, are your kids specifically, what are they using, WhatsApp or actual tablets? Are they, are they in the, what kind of devices are they using? They're using their parents' cell phones. Cell phones. And sometimes so. I would I would send, um, let's say, PowerPoints, and then yeah. they can't open it or they can't open yeah. the videos because they don't have, like, the best yeah. cell phones and things. Yes, because they're so, not smartphones even, often, hey? Sometimes they're not smartphones. Yeah, yeah it's um, the most basic cell phones. Yes. And um, that's also why, like, the, even the YouTube channel, at the end of the day, only mm. the people that can afford it will be able to access it, which is so sad. Yeah. Listen, you've given us a lot to think about, but I really think uh, your perspective has been really, really interesting. And I thank you so much for the time you've taken to talk to us and and for the work that you do, because it's really um, some of this is the kind of stuff that we don't thank people enough for, but goes a long way in in building the little pieces and the blocks that are going to assist us in moving forward. Thank you so much, Lizette, and, and all the best to you and your students. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was really lovely. It was a really (laughs) pleasure to have you. Elizette Boys is a graduate and a maths teacher in Mitchell's Plain. And she teaches grade fours to sevens. Uh, She's got a YouTube channel and has been doing that for a while now, just trying to get children interested in maths. And this is a free channel. And so really, really interesting. Just uh, she's 29, 29 uh, honors degree in maths. And she's a teacher and just sharing her perspective and her stories around how she's navigating this world around us through the lens of a young person. I just really absolutely enjoyed talking to her there. conversation will be available as a podcast.